Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of the Photography Explained podcast. In this episode, foreground, middle ground, background. Great, I failed to say middle ground on the first attempt. Not a good start, but hopefully I'll do better than last time. Anyway, I'm your host, Rick, and each week I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the irrelevant details. My aim is to explain things in just enough detail to help us with our photography and no more. Okay, that's the introduction out of the way. So, let's get straight into this. What are foreground, middle ground and background then? Well, unusually in photography, that's what they are. The foreground is a bit in the front, the middle ground is a bit in the middle, and the background is a bit at the back. Right, that's that episode over. Bye for now. Just kidding. This is important. It might sound dull, and I'll be honest with you now, it's not the most exciting subject, but it is important for a very, very good reason. I spent the um, last couple of episodes talking about composition, which for me is the most important thing in photography. Obviously, you have to get the technical stuff right, but when you're a professional photographer, that's a given. It's all about the um, the composition, and nobody else sees things the way that you do. I need to write that into my notes. That's a very, very good point. Back to those three parts of a photo. So the foreground element, sorry, this is what I call the answer paragraph. Now, the reason I've done this is quite simple. I have a blog post for each episode of my podcast, and this is the bit that hopefully Google will pick up and make me number one in Google, which is always nice. This is the written bit. The foreground element should be the first thing that the viewer sees, with the middle ground being next. These two elements, when combined correctly, take the viewer's eye naturally to the background, which which provides, easy for me to say, a sense of depth and further interest to the viewer. When you carefully combine the foreground middle ground and background in a composition you will be creating a better photo get these elements right and you create an interesting photo giving a 2d image a sense of depth all my own words all my own thoughts on the downside get these elements wrong and you will have a less pleasing confused and cluttered image that does not make sense publish one of these photos online and you'll be instantly discarded and possibly forever forgotten. Don't forget, it's a harsh world out there and you only get one chance to make a first impression. Okay, so the three elements, foreground, middle ground, background. Yeah, not a lot to say about them. Instead, what I want to do is tell you my 10 steps to getting your foreground, middle ground and background right. Now, I learned this very important lesson in getting your composition right and getting these three elements in order on a five-day photographic extravaganza to the wonderful Greek island of Santorini. Now, I went to Santorini. I knew what it was. I knew what the island looked like. I've seen some photos that people had taken, but I didn't really study them or research. I just went there and I did, um, well, the first step, um, the first step in my highly technical guide to getting foreground, middle ground and background correct is this. Number one, walk around. Yep, walk around. Don't turn up, get your camera out and start taking photos. Well, when I say don't, don't do that unless if there's um, some stunning light happening, a once in a lifetime occasion. So I walk around, I have my camera in my hand. I don't use a neck strap, don't know why, haven't done for years. I have a wrist strap, both my Canon 6D and my Olympus EM5 Mark II. I prefer a wrist strap, so the camera is on the strap in my hand. It's not on my tripod yet. So if something I see something that I have to take there and then, I'm ready to do it. But I'm not walking around with my camera around my neck, stuck on a tripod. Or, tripod? Is that a combination of a tripod and an iPad? I could have invented a new product there. 
Hmm, might be worth looking into. Now, have a good walk round and have a good look. Number two, study different views. Don't take photos yet. Make that point again, really, the don't take photos yet. What I used to do was get to somewhere remotely interesting, photograph everything, move on to the next place, photograph everything, move on to the next place. You get the idea. Get home, import hundreds and hundreds of photos into Lightroom. And what did I have? Hundreds of rubbish photos. Yep, I did this for years. Hundreds of rubbish photos. I haven't had the heart to delete them all, which is um, a concern, to be honest with you. So, walk around, study different views, look at things. Number one job. Okay, what's next? Number three, check the light. See if there's any directional light. Well, there's always directional light, but see what's happening with the light, how it's interacting on a scene, if there's an interesting angle. Because when you walk around, you'll see the light interacting in different ways with the scene. You get different shadows, different highlights, different textures and patterns. You need to be aware of the light and what's going on. Next thing is to um, choose a focal length for the scene that you have chosen. I've missed out a vital step there, which was um, choose something. But a fo- choose a th- something to photograph. Now, the focal length will determine what you get into a composition. So as I'm walking around, I find something interesting. I'll um, put my camera to my eye, try some different focal lengths, zoom in, zoom out, stay in the middle and see what's working, which gives me a good idea. I also look from high and low and left and right. That's five, six, seven, eight. Almost sounds like a dance, doesn't it? Put your camera high, put your camera low, or put your eyes high, put your eyes low, move to the left, move to the right. See what happens to the scene. This is a bit of refining something that might be a potentially interesting image. Another thing that I do, a very, very old cliche, is zoom with your feet. Yeah, move forwards, walk towards something or to a scene. Walk towards it. When you get closer, things change and the relationships between foreground, midground and background change. Move back and again, you get a similar change. So all these things, you combine them, move yourself around, change your position change how the bits that you can see relate to each other and at some point you'll end up with a decent composition with a logical foreground, middle brown and middle brown. I think I said brown then, didn't I? With a logical foreground, middle ground and background that are well balanced, create interest and give you something to photograph. Once you got to that point, take your photos. Not before, and this is the big change. The walking around, moving left, right, here, there, up, down, blah, blah, blah has resulted in me taking a lot less photos. And of those photos, I'm getting a lot more higher quality photos. So I'm taking less photos and the better. I've got less sorting to do in Lightroom, less editing, less memory use, less rubbish cluttering my hard drive. What is not to love, as I say, far too often. So like I say, my camera's ready in case, but I walk around, take my time, enjoy myself. No pressure. Okay. That might sound rather simplistic, but it is actually what I do. And it's, um, it's free advice. This doesn't cost you anything to get better photos. You're just moving around and thinking about things. So I hope that this, which is probably the last in my series of episodes on composition, I hope these three episodes have helped. So I would like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast episode. If you did, please leave a nice review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. And please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell everybody else you know about my podcast and I'll be very grateful. You can check out my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com 
for lots more about me and my architectural photography work. Finally, if you want to explain something, get in touch. Head over to my website, loads of ways you can get in touch. And with that, I will say thank you very much. This episode was brought to you by the power of caffeine in tea. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again for listening and giving me 10 minutes of your valuable time. I will see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.